welcome to the exciting world of the movies. The holiday season has arrived in the movie graveyard. Boo and Goat, we're watching stuff. We're watching holiday stuff. <laughs> Wishing you Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, Merry Kwanzaa. Happy Christmas, because that's the way the British people say it. That's right. <laughs> Which we actually do have some British listeners, so. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so we are watching the all-time classic Christmas story. I don't even need to intro it. You've seen it 400 times during your life. Uh, we're getting ready to roll. Uh, we got the Blu-ray um, pause at the MGM UA Entertainment Company logo. This is like legit too. Um, you know what's weird is I don't think I've ever noticed that the the like things around the lion were film strips. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen this a bajillion times in well, my this life. This is and like I've never the kind noticed. of old school one. Like um, I was gonna say, like you get this, like if you get like a movie that MGM or something like was involved with one time, but like let go, like. Because this is always put out by Warner Brothers now, so something mm. happened. But, uh, mm. you know, there's all these different deals over the years MGM's made. But if you, if you like, buy any MGM-owned movie now, you get, like... Like, you could get a movie from 1982. You get the brand-new CGI mm. Enhance with MGM.com at the bottom. Yeah. So I appreciate this, that this has the old-school one. Because it even has the Greek, the laurel wreaths on the bottom with the Greek mask. And it's all different colors, too. It's got, like, red and, and orange, whereas, like, the one, the newer one is just all gold. Mm. So we have a positive five-second mark on the Blu-ray. Um, I'm going to say one, two, three, go. And when you hear me say go, please hit uh, play on your remotes. All right, everybody, one, two, three, go. I always extend your introductions talking about the... <laughs> The cards that come up, the production cards. That's all right. We usually go way longer on the shows you're not on. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's just like this was kind of not spur on the moment. I mean, we planned it a couple weeks in advance, but like, I figure we we ought to cover this because it's actually your first time watching it. Baby's first viewing of a Christmas story. I don't know. <laughs> now you're all grown up. I'm all grown up. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows if uh, this movie wouldn't have been so popular, we might not be able to uh, have the awesome Vince Vaughn uh, plethora of films and holiday films that we <laughs> later on, because his, his producing partner, Peter Billingsley, got mm -hmm. famous off of this movie. <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, I forgot to look it up, but it's uh, this movie came out in the early 80s when I was a little kid. You were literally a baby in a crib when this came out. I think it came out the year I was born. Did it? I think. I thought I remember looking it up and seeing that it came out that year. Yeah, I thought it was like 83 or 84. But, um, but yeah, like as a kid, oh, yeah. it just always seems like an uh, old-timey movie to me, which, I mean, it is. It is set in the past, but... November 18, 1983. Dang. I was over one year old. You were over one year old. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's like, this is, uh, it's so weird to think of now because it's like... This movie is, like, ubiquitous as it is every year at Christmas. It really wasn't, like, a big deal at all when it came out. It was really, like, I mean, like, I, rem I don't even remember it coming out, which, like, like you know, maybe I, it just slipped my whatever. But, uh, like, I mean, I was going to see movies all the time in the theater, like, literally every week in the theater as a kid, and I don't remember this coming out. So, this is, so the way it's opening right now, I never knew that this took place, uh, like, 
because I've never seen it. I did. This is one of those movies that was was completely different from what I thought it was. Yeah. So like when you're when it opens and you see all the old timey cars and like you see like all the old stuff, I did not realize that this took place like. I don't know what we were trying to figure out when it was. Yeah, that was one thing. I the only thing I meant to look up and I forgot. But uh, yeah, because it's actually based on an old book. I mean, it kind of looks like forties with as old as the cars are, because they look like gangster mobster cars. <laughs> um, I mean, I think the cars would look a little newer if it was in the fifties. Yeah. Right? I mean, the the book that was originally. I'm like they're soldiers, so it looks like forties. Yeah, like, everything was, like, the tin toys, like, the metal toys and shit. Yeah. But, um, let's see if the Wikipedia... Set in December 1940. Oh, okay. So it's, like, really old-timey. Yeah. Which I guess kind of makes sense, because it's kind of has still that, like, air of innocence before World War Two. you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, there's no really reference to World War Two, Or times being hard or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. Like, before everything was, like, a shortage and shit. Yeah. But, um... Obviously, I loved this movie as a kid. Just <laughs> kid. Yeah, the little boy with his face against the thing. The little goober little brother. But yeah, this like opening front this way. And it's funny because they always talk about how they didn't have any money to make this movie and shit. But like this opening's pretty damn impressive. The way they uh, recreate the town square with all the old cars and the crowds of people in this uh, storefront, this mm. uh, department store. And, um,. Well, we should say part of the reason, too, I mean, obviously this is always a must-see movie, but part of the reason why we decided to also watch this finally now for me is because the sequel is come, yeah. has come out, so... There there was that fake sequel a couple yeah. years ago. Yeah, I mean the real sequel. But, yeah, this is the real <laughs> sequel with the original actors coming back. But yeah, that's part of the reason why I, I finally said to myself, okay, it's time to watch it. <laughs> but we were also trying to watch it so that we could watch this earlier in the month because yeah. I have the rule in this house where we don't watch Christmas movies until midnight December 1st. Yeah. So <laughs> we wanted to watch it at the beginning of the month so some time could pass so we could fill the time passage between this movie and the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, you know. You don't want to watch it back to back because it would just back. be weird. <laughs> yeah. And also, too, like, I kind of had the feeling... Like, most nostalgic sequels, I always try to recreate a lot of shit from yeah. the first one. And yeah. I was like, I just don't want to watch the same movie twice. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, it's just really, I mean, I don't need to explain to anybody. It's just the basic story of this little boy, Ralphie, who wants this Red Ryder BB gun. It's just, you know, like, we all went through this. I mean, my generation, I think it was pretty much all video games and stuff that were sought after and hard to get and you're just begging for months or whatever. This is actually a good idea what he did. Yeah, he puts the advertisement for the... Into, I like how he tucks it in, yeah. there, in the magazine. Ooh, so his mom will look at it. <laughs> that seemed like a racy magazine, though, when he flipped it open. Yeah, it did. Well, it just was some girls on the beach or whatever. Oh, good. We're, we're two minutes into this podcast, so the heat that never <laughs> kicks on has to kick on. So enjoy the sound of our heater blowing. <laughs> Obviously, we had the great Darren McGavin, who uh, is also Cole Jack, the Night Stalker, as a dad. He was like, <laughs> other than the kid stuff, he was like my favorite thing about it as the uh, as a kid watching this. Yeah, that was another thing of like the impression that I had of this movie from just kind of watching scenes, or I don't know. I never, I can't, I can say I've never really watched parts of the movie because I always avoided it because I wanted to see it in whole. Like I didn't want to just watch parts of it, you know. But, yeah, like, for some reason, my impression of the dad was always, like, he was, like, a mean, kind of, like, 
you know, jerk character, and, like, it was totally the opposite. I was pleasantly surprised. <laughs> yeah, like, um, I think that's the thing now, compared to, like, stuff now, is, like, they always gotta vilify somebody in these family movies now, they gotta have some yeah. asshole dad that doesn't want to be a dad. So yeah, like, or hates like, everything, hates life, is grouchy yeah. about everything. Yeah. Whereas, like, back then, I mean, because this is based on a book that, you know, took, it came out in 1966, supposedly, so, like, I just don't think that was, like, the whatever. Like, I think it was enough for people back then to just fondly remember what it was like growing up, you know? Because, like, this, this movie's really mm-hmm. through the eyes of uh, of uh, however Ralphie is, eight-year-old boy, <laughs> ten-year-old boy, whatever he was. But it's, like, you had the, the voiceover of the author on top of it, so it's, like, it's obvious that it's a recollection of somebody yeah. going back and telling the story of, like, what Christmas was like when they were a kid. It's funny, he says he's trying to think of a subtle way to bring up the BB gun, and he says, I saw someone, so-and-so said they saw grizzly bears next to the candy store. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, what? <laughs> like a BB gun would really stop a grizzly bear. Well, like, grizzly bears would be by a candy store. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, like, I mean, it definitely there's a lot of humor and stuff uh, at the dad's expense, like how he's always like fighting with the furnace. He calls them on the furnace fighters. Mm. He always goes down there and comes out all covered in black smoke and stuff yeah look how weird in the background family wash it's called chips yeah it looks like i guess it's supposed to be like the looks like laundry soap or something yeah Mm. it's just like the basic props there's like they're very minimal but like they're very good you know for the time period which back then i don't even know if like it was easier to print stuff like they probably a lot of this stuff in the kitchen in the house they probably actually had to go find old stuff back then. So we got the first appearance of the famous line, "Y'all shoot your eye out." Yeah, because uh, <laughs> his dream is to have the BB gun, and uh, immediately everybody <laughs> when he brings it up, "You'll shoot your eye out, kid." Oh my god, he is so stinking cute. Yeah, <laughs> his face. His acting so good. We got to point out too. This this is a this movie is directed by the awesome legendary. Uh, Bob Clark, who also made the one of my other favorite Christmas classics of Black Christmas, <laughs> which uh, is a lot of times uh, credited as one of the first slasher movies. Who's your favorite guy? <laughs> yeah, the the brother. I always forget his name, Randy. <laughs> he he's he's kind of uh, on the slow train, I guess you could say. <laughs> I don't think so. I think he's just a little boy who's he's like, just, Man, I don't want to eat oatmeal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, these scenes these scenes are cool. Yeah, like, this is the first kind of daydream we get of Ralphie. <laughs> Look how shiny he is. Yeah, like, with his Gene Autry-style uh, <laughs> cowboy outfit, like, how how he would uh, use this rifle to protect the family against uh, burglars oh and stuff. Oh, she is so cute. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, he's so accessorized and so clean as a cowboy, <laughs> sparkly. That's how he sees himself if he had that gun. He'd be yeah. a hero. Look at the little brother with his hands in his mouth. Like I he's know. scared. Chomping <laughs> his uh, fingernails. But like, yeah, like I, I just really like the way this movie looks. <laughs> like, um, I don't know what they did. They just made it soft or blurry or what. But like, the whole movie just has a warmth about it. Mm-hmm. Like it really looks like, even in the 80s, it looked like an older <laughs> movie even back then. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah, spitting the chaw. 
Yeah, he's, I'm in the butt. He's always Woo! shooting him in the butt. And it's great how it's like sped up. You get the whole Keystone Cops kind of mm-hmm. comedy aspect of it. It's like he keeps shooting everybody in the butt. I mean, that's where a little kid would shoot everybody with a BB gun. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I like too how he's just totally like. This guy hiding behind the monkey bars. Like, that's not a really great cover. Kind of looks like the dad. Yeah. Oh. That was a black, pretty good stunt there. Yeah, Black Park got away on his horse, jumping over the fence. But yeah, just like stuff like this, I think is. Uh, <laughs> I like this how they have the X's on their eyes. <laughs> yeah, that made me laugh. There's really scenes like this that really endeared this to me as a kid. You know, like it's just like so much fantasy through the eyes as a kid, mm-hmm. and like obviously, you know, at the time this was, geez. <laughs> Not even parents of my age, because my parents weren't even born when this yet when the story took place. But like, I guess really my grandparents' age, mm. um, or maybe slightly after that. But it's like it didn't really matter. Like I could still relate to it as a kid because there's so much stuff. Like when he goes to school and the stuff that happens with the, his friends and whatever. Like you can just relate to it as any kid of any age from any decade. You know. Yeah. And I think that's why it's lasted this long. Yeah. Like a lot of. There's a lot of stuff in it of, like, when you're a little kid and similar school experiences. There goes the heater. Yeah, because no period period place movie, uh, period piece movie works now. Like, Guillermo del Toro, you can come out with Nightmare (laughs) Alley, but it will will break records of how little attended it will because everybody just needs to see shit that happens now revolves around a cell phone. But, uh, yeah, like this, it just doesn't Uh matter. She was the one that turned it down. Yeah. It's so weird, like, the controls for their furnace. So she puts the top one all the way to the left. Yeah. The little uh, lever thing. Mm-hmm. And I love the narration, too. It's, like, how they always, like, <laughs> explain, like, how bad his dad See? Is now it's reversed. I thought it was different. Yeah. Now the bottom one is all the way to the left. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> when we first saw it, I was like... Didn't she do it the other way? <laughs> this is like one of the first like super classic things I remember <laughs> uh, gags or jokes. I remember being like kind of repeated and everything for this movie is what the little brother, he gets like 80 coats put onto him to where he just, he can't move. He can't even put his <laughs> arms down. And, and he's like, constantly, oh, yeah. This oh. <laughs> and the sound of like, him constantly like, oh. But it's like, yeah, it's like, I remember it obviously not being to this comical level, but I remember <laughs> getting bundled up to go to school as a kid, and then when you got there, it's like, how do I get all this shit off? Like, See, to me, this experience was, like, I wouldn't have had this experience, because we didn't, I mean, I grew up in California, <laughs> Southern California, we didn't have snow, or really, really, really cold days. There he is with his arms. So we never had experiences of being bundled up like this. <laughs> yeah. We didn't have to. I think I think the probably closest thing uh, for modern times is just like, the, which I can't believe they're making a comeback, but the freaking bubble coats. <laughs> like, those would really pop your arms out like that. <laughs> yeah, so this is, well, I guess we should say this is supposed um, to take place in Indiana, but I, but I believe they shot it in Ohio. And the Christmas Story house has since been turned into a museum. You can pay to go into it and shit. Mm-hmm. And the guy is selling it now. So, like, I guess you and could... there's like, a lot of drama there if you're interested in yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of drama there. But, like, you can... Uh, 
you can like uh i guess buy it to keep it as a museum but like if i was a rich person i had money just to piss away to buy the christmas story house i would just want to live in it or at least, <laughs> at least use it as a vacation you know what i mean vacation house <laughs> stay maybe stay there for christmas every year here's a little introduction of another famous scene from this yeah. The little boy saying he asked his dad about sticking his tongue to a metal pole. <laughs> yeah. So our boy Scotty nope. Schwartz here. Well, I can never remember all their names. Because there's a, the, the, one, <laughs> the one kid who puts them up to it is named Schwartz, but it's not played by Scotty Schwartz. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. This is pretty much like this scene. <laughs> That's what he's doing right yeah. now. <laughs> I can't get up. <laughs> They did a good job with, like, the fake snow in this movie, too. Like, it looks pretty real. <laughs> but, um... But, yeah, like, this is kind of where we meet the crew, his other friends. You think it's fake? I mean, some of it's not, like... Like, that wasn't there, that shot of the school. Like, I think they shot during the winter to get as much real snow as they, they could. But, mm. I, yeah, I think some places they had to. Because, like, the snow didn't really... Like, it was, like, a little too flaky there when he was rolling around. I thought this was funny. <laughs> that the whole class came up with this idea. <laughs> yeah, these kids think it's so funny. They put in these like fake buck teeth, <laughs> and like what? Like how is that even a prank? Just like everybody got to wear the buck teeth for like literally two seconds at the beginning of the school day. <laughs> it doesn't even look like everybody's wearing them right because some of them just have it like clamped in between their teeth. Yeah, well, Ralphie didn't even have them in right during the first shot. They were so <laughs> sticking out of his mouth. I think because he was trying to talk with it. It's funny how, like, buck teeth it was, like, such a comedy staple back in the day, but it's, like, <laughs> it's kind of fucked up because it's, like, there actually are a lot of people. Yeah, I always love this shot of the drawer that she throws them into with all the <laughs> other gags. She, the teacher comes, like, look at that rubber ear that has, like, a fake bug in it. Like, <laughs> these are, like, the worst, like, little prank things. <laughs> but, yeah, we get the uh, flagpole thing. Which, by the way, like I was saying when we watched it the other day, like, this actually is real. And, like, I only ever got the idea because of this movie. But, like, when I was older or whatever, like, uh, we had a fridge that, like, had little metal shelves. And I was like, I'm going to see it. Like, a little, oh, it had those God. little poles. So, like, I would stick my tongue. Oh, and my God. I'd do it all the time, really, for a while there. Especially when I was drunk. And, <laughs> oh, my um, God. Yeah, like, one time I, like, it would always stick and take a little piece of your tongue off. But, like, Ugh. one time I did it too long, it was like, it, it like, it took a... A chunk of sort was actually sore. Oh my god! Probably bleeding a little bit for a couple of days. Can't believe that you did that. <laughs> but it was really just like the tip. Like I couldn't imagine how screwed you would be if you do like this. Kid, oh. like, you put like the flat part. Uh, sorry, flat part of your tongue on it. It would really suck. He went there with the triple dog dare. Yeah, so many triple dog dare you have to do it. <laughs> oh my god! This pole is so nasty too. Like it looked like somebody rubbed dirt and diarrhea all over it. <laughs> Jeez. It's, it's, it's oh, a man. If you look at the paint, it's a green pole, but it's got this brown shit, like, rubbed all over it. Oh, my God. Flick, that's uh, Scotty Short's name. But Flick putting his thing. Ugh. And it, I want to know how they did... Well, I don't want to know, because yeah. I, nev I never like knowing how they do stuff, but... It looks so gross. Yeah, it and it looks like it's sticks. really stuck. He puts his tongue on it, and legit sticks to that area. And I mean, you could see his tongue the whole time before he stuck yeah. it on, so it's not like he had something on it. And like everybody's breath, like you can see them when they talk. I mean, the only thing I wonder is if it was really cold out enough to do it, and then oh. obviously there could be some gimmick there because it almost looks like the pole is wiggling a little bit. 
But uh, yeah, just pour some. But hot like water there, on it. like, and it's not it's not coming off when he talks, so it's uh-huh. like it's not like he has a choice. <laughs> no. Like it'd be different oh, if like he put God. his tongue on and they cut and they cut back and then it was stuck. Like maybe they could have done something. Oh but, like, God, I think it's really on there. Yeah, what? It, however, they did it. Like he, like it got stuck on camera. You see him? Oh my god! He's not like a main character, but I like this little kid sitting in front of Ralphie because the <laughs> teacher's like, "Where's Flick? Like, where? Like the little kid in front of Ralphie is such a good little actor. The way he's looking all bashful. I don't like, know. Oh, I don't know. I don't know where he is. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. He's got such a distinctive face for a little kid. Esther Chain. <laughs> Just seeing the, it's, I mean, it's crazy because I, you know, I went to elementary school in the, uh, the 1980s and it's just so weird because like the classrooms and even the, the school and shit, like the little decorations, <laughs> paper decorations everywhere. Like that's so how my classrooms looked as a kid. Mm-hmm. They're just sitting the there. The Christmas tree is really janky back Because they already knew what was happening. Yeah. That, that's pretty hardcore, though. Like, you could have just, like, froze out oh, there. Oh, no. <laughs> See, like, this, like, this is, like, legit snow, because, like, everything is covered in snow out in the distance. But now the there. teacher doesn't even have a jacket on or anything. Yeah, the teacher would be freezing out there. <laughs> oh, my God. And what's screwed up is you, you'd think they would pour, like, warm water or something, but, like, yeah, they, they literally just pull him off the pole and tear his fucking tongue apart. Mm. Oh, the kid's clapping. Oh my god! And then, and then oh, it's all sh- bleeding. Yeah, like it's from a, the, the shot is from a distance, obviously, but <laughs> yeah, they clearly portray that his uh, his tongue was oh all bloody. Now he's got a bandage on it. <laughs> he was a really good uh, child actor. He was also in oh, this, he's drooling. This movie uh, called Kid Co about kids that started a business, and then he was also in I guess it was the toy with Richard Pryor. He was really good in that too. That was good timing when that drill started coming out when he walked right in front of the camera. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure if they put some uh, dry, rough bandage on your tongue, your mouth won't help, you know? Yeah. It'll just start drooling. But it was just cool how it, like, fell out right when he got close to the camera instead of, like, way back. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> of course, the uh, teacher has to guilt the whole class because they won't admit who, who put Flick up to it. I'm just kind of like... <laughs> I don't know if you're dumb enough to do it. <laughs> the little boy's getting uncomfortable in the front. Yeah. Oh, I know. He's crying with the shit on his tongue. <laughs> you, they double, triple dog dared you. If you get triple dog dare. And it looks like from the trailer from the new one, they bring back the triple dog dare. So mm-hmm. It's not going anywhere. I thought it was funny this word "same" that she was using. I was yeah. like, "What?" Like I've not, I had never heard that before. It basically, just seems like a, and like an essay or something. Yeah, it's like an essay, like basically just a writing assignment. But like, I've never heard that word before used for that. Yeah, because you kept saying I've never heard of it, and I was thinking, I was like, I think I kind of remember that from when I was in school as a kid. <laughs> kind of remember the, having to write shit like that. It was called a theme or something. Funny. I think this is the introduction of the bullies. Yeah, the, it's funny because like the bullies come into this, and like that's another thing like the the reputation of the bullies, like the fans or whatever. This movie, like 
like, uh, what's his name, uh, Scott Fargus, I always thought it was Scott Fargus, but it's actually Scott Fargus or something, the red hair bullied, uh, played by Zach Ward, like, that dude's, like, so legendary from this movie, but he's, like, he's really, like, not that important, and he only has, like, two or three scenes. He's saying he never bald. Yeah. Oh, no. Jeez. Farkas he's so up. gnarly looking. Scut. Which apparently... What I a think, rotten name. I think, <laughs> yeah, I think more uh, recently people would know him. He had a small part in Freddy vs. Jason. He was in Resident Evil 2. Mm-hmm. He's in the movie Postal. But, like, I apparently lived in the same neighborhood because I, I used to see him around a lot. Like, mm. I used to run into him, like, at one point I was, like, seeing him, like, every two or three weeks. And then here's Yeah, Yeah. Who's this guy? Here's yeah. the little the, guy causing all the trouble nowadays. The troublemaker the yeah. that's trying to buy the house, supposedly. Which is funny, because when you see, uh, um, Zach Ward, you see him now, he looks exactly like he did in this movie, just grown up, but... <laughs> The little boy, yeah, you would never recognize him. He said his brother laid there, laid there, laid there still. It was his only defense. <laughs> yeah, because his brother can't get up because he's got all the jackets on. Oh my god! Was really like a whole jumper suit he's got on. Yeah, yeah. A toady. You're either bully, a toady, or one of the nameless rabble of victims. <laughs> it's so funny too how they're like they're little kid bullies, but they're like hiding out in this alleyway waiting for victims to come by. And you thought it was funny how he just like roars at them and they get scared and run away. I know. <laughs> I always love this part too where they start the bullies are punching each other and he's like, hey <laughs> Finally the big one gets enough hits him like Ow. <laughs> They're so funny though because they're like they're kid they're such young kids but they like seem like old men. It's weird. The bullies <laughs> Little Orphan Annie Decoder. Yeah, the Little Orphan Annie Decoder ring. Like, that's another thing that seems like it's a big deal, but it's really just a small thing in the uh, overall story. Dang, he has some good handwriting for a little kid. Yeah, it looked like <laughs> some grown-up writing. My handwriting was always terrible. They used to give me extra practice, extra classes. You know, it just always sucked. <laughs> now it doesn't matter, because I don't even think kids now even learn how to write in school. I don't think they learn cursive anymore. Yeah, they don't learn cursive, but, like, do they even print shit anymore? I don't know. I mean, I would think that they would have to, because they'd have to know the alphabet to learn how to read on their uh, text messages and their <laughs> and their iPads. <laughs> you have to learn how to read what's on it. <laughs> so here's another subplot with the dad. He finds out with a letter that he won something in a, in a I guess it's like a raffle contest, but this also introduced the hillbilly dogs. There's like 20 Dobermen. They had at least 785 smelly dogs. Yeah. It's like, like they have some hillbilly uh, neighbors in this that you you never really see, but like they have tons of like hillbilly dogs that run wild. Oh, Western Union Telegram. I was curious about this part because I was like, how did he, like, where did he win this prize from? Yeah. But so, it just like randomly came like from... A I telegram. Would, yeah, I would imagine it was like some publisher clearinghouse shit where like you get that shit back in the day. They're always I like to say the dog year. He shoves <laughs> shoves the door. Just, he purposely like, opened the door just to let them bite him because he was so happy. Yeah. But like, yeah, you would always get this shit. Like, you may have already won. Blah, blah, blah. Like, so I just always assumed it was one of those fucking scams or maybe something he could. Uh, 
have entered um, some sort of sweepstakes. Yeah. Hmm. It's probably something that was like regular back then. Maybe it was like a different version of like a lottery, like the lottery or something. Well, there's going to be a lot of shit in magazines too. There's yeah. always shit in magazines to send away for to enter. Oh, um, but you were saying about the neighbor. There's actually part of the property of the house now that there's actually a house, like a small house next door that says, that has the sign saying the Bumpus's house. The Bumpus's, Even yeah. though they never show the characters in the yeah. movie and they're never in the movie, like there's still a house there now <laughs> that says the Bumpus house. <laughs> yeah, it's just funny. He really uh, turned it into a thing. Yeah. And then his little brother is so weird, Randy. He never wants to eat food. He's always like playing with it and shit. I never really played with my food as a kid, did you? No, I would get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure I would too, but I just never thought to do it. Yeah, I don't... That wasn't really a thing I think I ever did. Yeah. But playing with your food and making little mountains out of mashed potatoes and shit, that was a, more of an old-timey thing. Yep. Whoa. It's yeah. so funny because he tries to get, like, mean, but, like, he's he's still really not that mean. Yeah, he's like a fun dad. He just wants to, like, you know, play the role of, like, a whatever grumpy dad. But he's really not grumpy at all. The mom knows how to work him. <laughs> yeah, I, like, even as a kid, I thought this scene was, like, oh, a little creepy. God. Like, she tricks him into acting like a little pig, and he just slams his face in it. It's just oh, so gross. God. But he's eating. <laughs> I always thought the meatloaf was gross in this scene, too, how it was, like, all pink. Yeah. It seemed like it was raw or something. Well, he says, like, meatloaf, beetloaf, or something like that. The little, I think the little boy. That's why he doesn't want to eat. Oh, no, it's, like, meatloaf. Oh, I guess it did kind of look pink. But then there's also some, like, cranberry or something. Yeah, it's, like, meatloaf, cranberry, I don't know. Oh, my God. But he's really, the kid, what's fucked up about it is, like, the kid's really not even chewing it and swallowing it and eating it. He's just rubbing all over his face. The dad's like, oi, oi, oi. Yeah, he he knows he's the weird one. (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh! The door was. What is it? Somebody's at the door. Yeah, they're coming to bring the prize. Ah, everybody's excited. There's so much merchandise too that like replica merchandise now you can get out of the shit that he has <laughs> too that he won. <laughs> but like even the guy who delivers the thing, he's like so comical and funny. He said, "What's in it?" And he's like, "I don't know." Yeah. Oh my it's so weird, like, back in the day to think, like, how much shit was shipped in giant wooden crates like that. I can't believe that they put that tiny thing in this big-ass box. Yeah. <laughs> this is another uh, famous thing from this movie. Yeah, you can buy all kinds of little tchotchkes <laughs> and t-shirts and... Uh, <laughs> They make all kinds of pajama bottoms. They have pictures of it on the shit. And, like, I never really understood the fascination. My favorite part was this part where he says, Oh, fragile It must be Italian. And she's like, No, I think it says fragile. And he's like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> he thinks he got a fancy gift. Yeah. <laughs> he's trying to be fancy. Well, when I was a kid, like, I really thought, like, it was real. It really was, like, fragile <laughs> I just took his word for it. <clears throat> and then it has like that old timey like I don't think I've ever got really gotten anything that Heather's but like what is that shit the old timey like hay that they would put in there yeah they would use that like, instead of packing 
paper or whatever. Instead of packing peanuts, yeah, yeah. it's like old time. Oh okay. god. Yeah. It's kind of like spaghetti. It's weird. I like how he has to get in there <laughs> oh, to find god, it. It's so messy. Oh my. And he god. finally finds what it is, and it's a stupid um, plastic leg. <laughs> And, like, he's so, like, in love with it. Like, it's oh so gross. God. But it's, like, this, like, symbol of sex against... It, I forgot that it does have, like, a butt at the top. <laughs> yeah. You could, you just can't really see it once you put the lampshade on. Yeah, the lampshade covers it up. Oh, my God. I'm pretty sure a couple years ago Ooh. they made, like, a DVD or Blu-ray set <laughs> that had, like, a little plastic one in there. So he could... was caressing the leg up. Yeah. <laughs> the mom's like, oh, <laughs> go away. But I remember a couple years ago when I would still go out to buy things in stores. God. Going to get socks or underwear or something at Kohl's. And, like, they had that Christmas section. I swear, like, half the shit was Christmas Story or Elf. Like, the whole thing was, like, all this shit. He's so excited about his lamp. Yeah. Overcome by art. (laughs) Which, like, this ugly plastic Uh. lamp, leg lamp thing... Like, I know it's it's funny and it seems silly, but, like, you think about it back then, like, grown-up adult men, like, they didn't really have anything to, like, own and have back yeah. then, you know? And then, yeah, like, this this brings up the whole thing with the electrical wire in the house and this, this weird extension oh. cord oh, shit or outlet God. extender shit that they have. Like, this is, like, really, like, scary. Like, there's so many sparks oh and shit God. coming out <laughs> it plugs it in. Jeez. But yeah, like, I mean, it's it's kind of like, uh, from what I understand from reading about the book, it was like, really just, it seemed like it was like this memoir of all these little anecdotes and shit, and like, when you see the movie now as an adult, because I haven't watched this all the way through in a long time, it's like, you kind of oh forget God. how it's all these little tangents and side stories and stuff, but like, that's kind of what makes the movie really great. The whole leg lights up. Yeah. The mom is so not into it. <laughs> Yeah, what if there's like multiple uh, bulbs inside or whatever? Yeah. Even the little boy's looking at it like he's like, oh, I don't know. Because, like, doesn't. Uh, isn't there a shot yeah, here where, like, Ralphie starts caressing it and his mom's like, oh, don't touch that? Well, he did it earlier. Yeah. When he first took it out. But, uh, yeah, like. Like, the dad, like, runs across the street, and he's, like, looking at it in the window. He's like, put it this way, put it this way. There, he did it again. <laughs> it's, like, the, like, the whole street's walking by and stops to look at it. Like, what is that? Like, everybody's oh so God. mesmerized by it, and the mom's so embarrassed by it. Don't bother me, I'm busy. <laughs> yeah, he says, he says what, but what is it? He says, it's a major award. <laughs> oh, my gosh, even the car stops. Yeah. But it's a major award I want it. He's so proud of it. Yeah. It would be some sort of contest or something. The whole neighborhood was turned on. <laughs> yeah. I guess that would be racy back then. She's hiding her, her face with her 1940. hair. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's one of those things that was so harmless, like when you watch it in the context of the movie now, you're just like, let's well, let this guy have his shit. Like <laughs> But it's so tacky. From the soft uh, glow of electric sex gleaming in the window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't it weird how they would, like, because, you know, like, when we were, like, young, like, the stuff we had 
was like all this fantastical stuff, like, you know, Star Wars, and then you had Power Rangers and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like back then, like, kids only had bullshit, like Little Orphan Andy. Like, who cares about Little That's Orphan That's not Andy? bullshit. And it was kind of like before my time, but there was like the horse shit, like the Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew. And <laughs> I, I would get look, look at those books at the library shit. I'd be like, who wants to read this? Well, but, I mean, those kinds of things required logic and, like, being smart. Like, you know, that kind of shit was valued back then. Yeah. <laughs> now, you could be a dumb airhead and everybody will love you if you're hot. So, I mean, <laughs> so. Yeah. It's like, that's why that kind of stuff or, like, Little Orphan Annie. It's like, I don't really know what that was about, but he gets a decoder ring. So, apparently, it's some sort of, like, adventure or something or other. Yeah. I like how he turned the teacher into like a fancy French uh, pigeon wearing. School, yeah. It's another one of his uh, fantasies because he wrote his uh, essay about um, about the Red Rider BB gun and how awesome it is. He's fantasizing how excited she's gonna be when he read when she reads it. It's funny that yeah he thinks like adults are gonna be so excited to like know about a bb gun when like that shit's been around forever oh my god i've been waiting for all my life and uh <laughs> yeah like like other than just this is de- demonstrating like how obsessed he is with the bb gun like i kind of really didn't get like how this was going to help him get the bb gun like was he going to write this story and get an a and then show it to his mom that he got a great grade and maybe when she read it, that would make her want to get it. Probably. Ralph, A plus, A plus. I remember that. <laughs> I love the kisses he's blowing to the to the classroom. Oh my gosh. That would be pretty awesome to get get a great grade that great, and then they pick him up and carry him around like a hip hip parade. <laughs> blowing kisses. He looks funny blowing the kisses. Yeah. It's so weird, too, because, like, they found, like, mm-hmm. such the perfect kid, Peter mm-hmm. Billingsley, man. He looks like a kid you would see in a Norman Rockwell thing. You know, honestly, I don't think the movie would have become what it did if it, if he wasn't the kid. Right. You know, because he's so distinctive. His face, yeah. Like, he's the kid, you know? Like, I don't, nobody else would have been as, like, um, interesting. Because he's interesting looking. Yeah. <laughs> I like how he's in a daisy is. <laughs> we get more sped up oh, shots no. of the police chasing him. <laughs> it's like the little brother's running after them because he has nowhere else to go. But <laughs> it's like he should be running the other way. That house does look big in the movie, but I bet if you like saw it in person, it's probably not that big. <laughs> I'm gonna go get their Christmas tree. Yeah. <laughs> the legendary Battle of the Lamb. Oh, he gets mad because he turns it off. Yeah, he wants everybody to see it. Lives in the folklore of Cleveland Street to this day. Yeah. It's actually true. Yeah, people come from hundreds of miles around to <laughs> see that house and then they... It's just so weird because it's like. I know this takes place in the 40s, but, like, this town, I mean, I didn't grow up in, like, a really tiny town, but, like, the buildings and stuff that were around 
Cincinnati when I grew up. Like, they looked a lot like these old brick buildings. There were still a lot of those when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> yeah, it's funny, the tree that has the needles falling off. He says, no needles falling off here, and there's nothing but needles. Yeah. And then this one has hardly any branches on it. <laughs> but, like, yeah, it's just, like, watching this movie, it makes me so nostalgic. I mean, really for the 80s, because, like I said, like, other than the old cars, like, pretty much everything looked the same when I was growing up in the early 80s as it does in this movie. It's weird. It's weird how, like, for, like, 40 years, 40-something years, like, shit really didn't change that much. And then the next 30 years after that, like, everything changed. (laughs) Oh, he's trying to say he's going to buy a plastic tree so he could get a better deal. Yeah. It's it's, It's funny, like, how he starts talking shit, like, oh, maybe we'll just get a fake tree and save money or whatever. And, like, the guy's, like... The guy doesn't lower the price at all. He just, like, throws in the The rope. deal breaker is he's gonna tie it to the car. Yeah, I'll tie it to the car. <laughs> so silly. And, like, this is, like, a really classic scene here, too, where uh, Ralphie cusses. But, like, I weirdly, like, never really remember the context and, like, which it happens in the movie. <laughs> it's another thing. Like, I guess, I guess that's one thing about the oh. dad... The, like they kind of make fun of him for is like it's a, he's like a super big cheapskate, but I mean like if you were to think about like where he grew up like. But I was just gonna say I didn't think that that was the case for this movie because usually, like a lot of people like for him wanting the gun like the reason it, that he's that they don't want to get him the gun isn't because they can't afford it. That's usually like yeah. what you get in a lot of these kinds of movies. It's like, oh, we can't afford it, we can't afford it, and, like, the kid knows they can't afford it and all that stuff, so it's all special when they get the gift, because that means that, like, they got put out of house and home so they could get the gift. Yeah. But, like, that's never a thing in this one. Like, he's not getting it because of money, he's not getting it because it's dangerous. And then the tree, like, the dad said, can't, like, what, let's show me your biggest tree. Like, he wasn't trying to skimp on anything, he just was trying to get a lower price, but... Yeah. I mean, that was one thing I was going to say that I noticed on this one is that nothing is like, oh, we don't have any money kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're, like, poor, poor. I just think, that, like, the dad probably grew up in the Great Depression, so it's like, he does as much as he can himself, like, how he's always fucking with the furnace. And then, like, here, like, they totally make fun of him how he only ever buys, like, bald rubber tires that, like, have no tread. That's why, like, they're they're so worn out, they're always blowing out, and, like... Yeah, the one he pulled oh, out. Oh, this is why. Yeah, when he when he knocks the lug nuts over, he says, oh, fudge. Uh, but but they say, you know, I didn't say fudge, though. That slow motion of him saying it, too, is, like, so memorable. <laughs> the look on the dad's face. Only I didn't say fudge. I said the word. The big one. <laughs> oh. The F dash 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 one. <laughs> what did you say? Oh. And it's so funny too when they get back in the car and it's like uh, the quiet and how like whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he immediately knows he's in trouble. But even like the side of the road is this dirty, brown slushy snow, man. Like, that brings so much memories back. <laughs> Chinese water torture. <laughs> yeah. I thought it would have been funny if the dad was laughing after he sent him back. Just yeah. to make it seem like he thought it was funny because he said that. 
<laughs> but it's really so old timey that he really is pissed. He's just like Yeah. <laughs> I like I do like on the day I was trying to change the tire in like record time. <laughs> like he wanted I think he wanted to do under four minutes, but oh eight minutes, oh. yeah. Yeah, oh. here it is. She's gonna let them on. He has to whisper it to her so the the other kid don't hear. And then the way oh. she freaks out, <laughs> she starts screaming. Oh no! Cut him with the soap. Which like I'm like every time I see this movie, I was like, is that real soap? Ugh, so gross. Ugh. And they sell those bar soaps at the house now. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah, they the look spot. just like that. Did you ever have that done uh, to you as a kid? No. Yeah, I, I got to taste soap one time. Uh. It, t- <laughs> it tastes pretty awful. I I, uh. I tasted Irish Spring, though, because that's what we uh. always had in the house. And I want strong. Yeah. Yeah, no. It's hard to get the taste out of your mouth afterwards. I don't think I ever cussed when I was little. I don't really ever think... That was uh, any of my issues. <laughs> I, I, if if I'm connecting it all together in my head, I was, I was reading a Marvel Star Wars comic book, and it was like there's the issue had this like android guy who had like tank treads for legs, and there's a shot where like they shot him and blew up, and like obviously the comic didn't say this, but like when I was looking at it, I was like reading it out loud, and like when I saw him getting blown up. Like he, I, he like screamed something in the caption, <laughs> and I, but I, I went like, "Oh shit!" Like pretending <laughs> like I was the guy, and like my mom heard me. Oh, and I'm if I remember right, it only happened one time that I had to taste soap, but mm. I think that was the time that I taste soap because I was like really young. Because mm. if I was older and cuss, I would just get screamed at. But uh, you know, she was trying to teach me a lesson there. Yeah, and this is the best where his mom makes him in. Uh, Try and admit where he heard the word, and he just blurts out his friend's name. And like she, his mom calls in. Like you just hear uh, the mom on the other end saying, "He said what? What? What?" And all screaming and shit. And then you just hear the kid getting beat in the background. It wasn't me. I didn't. <laughs> You're gonna get it. That's what I got if I got in trouble. I got it. <laughs> yeah, you got it. <laughs> I didn't have any. I thought this was funny that she actually did it herself. Yeah, she's like, "What does it taste like?" She puts it in her mouth or something. She's like, Bleh. She just starts spitting out. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> He's going to bed crying, trying to spit it out. Three blocks away, Schwartz was getting his. <laughs> but it, it kind of worked out like in a weird way though, because like Schwartz was the 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 one who. Um, who uh, had the had a flick put his tongue on the thing? <laughs> yeah, this is the thing where they uh, another fantasy where he comes back and he's all blind and poor now, <laughs> and uh, they all feel sorry for him because you know they punished him too hard, so now his life is terrible. Where you been? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he tries to say that the soap made him blind. Yeah, the taste <laughs> of the soap made him blind. They just realize it. And he has oh a my little tin cup. <laughs> Is it something we did? What brought you to this lowly oh. state? <laughs> see, this is the kind of stuff like you just would never see in a kid's movie now. <laughs> oh my I god. I wonder if that would be considered child abuse now to make a kid taste soap. 
Because, I mean, they're not eating it. You can't chew on it and eat it. It was the soap. Soap poisoning. <laughs> oh, <He> says, no. <laughs> the way the dancer's <laughs> crying and the mom's screaming. Right? Oh, my gosh. How, How could we, we do, do it? it? <laughs> so nasty. That's so funny. I told you not to use life buoy. <laughs> but yeah, um, <laughs> this is kind of funny though because I kind of remember that sentiment as a kid being like, "Oh yeah, well, like I'll show you, like yeah. whatever." <laughs> so does that mean that he wasn't really blind? <laughs> In the fantasy, yeah, like because he, he was smiling. Yeah, like, was he happy to be blind, or was he just pulling a, a fast one? Ew, nope. that was an apple that was bitten. I was gonna say all the kids are bringing the. I guess they're getting ready to finally go to uh, what do you call it? Uh, school break. What what was like Christmas break at like back when you were a kid? Yeah, everybody brings like an apple or something. <laughs> Ralphie brings like a whole gift basket. Fruit basket. And when she pulls it away, the way he's smiling. <laughs> A big giant pineapple. <laughs> like, when would you uh, get off for uh, like Christmas break? I remember with us; it was pretty much always December twenty first was our last day at school. Mm, I think it was always like whatever the week was before Christmas. Yeah. And then, I want to say we would go back, not the next week, but the following week, maybe. Yeah. So I guess maybe we had. Two or I can't remember if it was two or three weeks. I remember, yeah, for me it was only about two weeks, but I remember like you would always have to go to like one week, like either till Wednesday or Thursday, and then get off. Mm. Like it would never just be like at my school. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't I, really remember. And then yeah, like I think you would go back like January second, usually, maybe the third, depending on how the weekend. Yeah, fell. maybe that was. That sounds familiar. But I remember, like, as a kid, I mean, obviously I love Christmas morning because you get all your presents or whatever, but, like, I remember feeling-wise, like, that was, like, that last day of school was, like, just, like, just, like, the last day of a uh, class <laughs> of a uh, summer vacation, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like, when you just feel like the whole thing is ahead of you and you're just, like, looking forward to it so much. Yeah. I don't know. Going back right up to second sounds fast. Yeah, I don't know. might have been the third for me, but I I know it wasn't much after that. Yeah, I can't remember. He finally got his decoder here. Yeah, <laughs> I felt bad for him. <laughs> like once he did the secret message. Yeah, so like, he was oh. eating gallons and gallons of Ovaltine to send him the proof of purchase to get this decoder ring. <laughs> and I gotta admit, like the decoder ring, like when they show it, like it's pretty awesome the way like you twist the dials and like yeah. You know, like, basically, they give you the the uh, instruction to, like, turn your dial to this thing, and then that will, like, you know, then reset it to where you'll understand, like, all this, the secret things. And, like, he even has to, like, run into the bathroom to be alone, which, like, I don't even understand why he just didn't go to his bedroom, set your pens to B2. And then the message, yeah, tw- like, so they give you a number, and then you translate the number into the letters, that's what it is. So he writes down all this shit, and then he goes and translates it, and it's just literally going to be saying, be sure to, to drink your Ovaltine. So it's like, 
I remember shit like that as a kid. Like, I was never dumb enough to do, like, the sit in the ways and comic books. To That's get, like, a message from Annie herself. Don't tell anyone. It's just yeah. like, what? why are you setting it up like this? Yeah. Where a boy of nine could sit in privacy and to go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, like, the little thing is so cool. Yeah. Like, it looks like it's made out of metal and shit. I mean, like, I know that was, like, a real thing. The coder rings and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um... I, like, I never, like, they didn't have those when I was a kid, but they had these little things, like, actual rings you would put on your finger, you would send away, and <laughs> have goofy shit with them. Oh, my God. Yeah. Be sure, Be sure to, to drink, drink your old team. What was Little Orphan Amy trying to say? What was it be? He's like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, everybody, of course, the second he goes in the bathroom, everybody's pounding on the, the, the door. Isn't that weird? Like, back in the day, like, a whole house would have, like, one bathroom. I don't know. It's like, if you're building, like, a four-bedroom house, probably at least four people are going to live there, maybe more, or kids or whatever. Randy's got to go. Yeah, everybody just takes turns. (laughs) My mind was a steel trap. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is the kind of stuff, like, kids actually like to have to think about stuff, you know, back then, because they felt like they were doing something important. Oh, teen. Which, by the way, like, this is so old-timey that their toilet has, like, the chain handle mm-hmm. that you pull from the ceiling. <laughs> Son of a bitch. And, like, that sucks, too, because, like, he waited so long in the mail oh to God. get that. Your little brother has a piece of it. Like, you wait so long in the mail to get that, and you think you're going to be decoding all this secret shit all the time, and, like, you do it the first time, and you just don't care about it anymore. Well, like, even, uh... When they were setting it up, they were, like, saying, oh, Annie's got an important message for you. Like, they were making it seem like it was going to be something that was so, like, important. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Not, and it's funny how he says, a dumb commercial. (laughs) Yeah. Like, he actually knows that it's just an ad. Yeah, he's not stupid enough to be, like. Uh Uh-oh. A family controversy. This is where it happens, yeah, where the the dad's downstairs messing with the furnace again. The mom goes to water her plant, which, like, I was like, why? It didn't even look like she put any water in the thing. She just, like, (laughs) fake turned on the sink. And then when he Mm. comes up. (laughs) It's funny how we heard it all the way down there. Yeah. The big crash. Mm. Yeah, uh uh-oh. The lamp, it's all in pieces, which I always thought it was plastic, but it breaks almost like it's plaster. Yeah. But I don't know, it's, it looks pretty plastic. But he's so devastated when the lake lamp is broken. Look at him, he's so sad. That's why I feel like, okay, like maybe try to like not have it in the front window, but they should have let him have it somewhere. Oh. <laughs> I know. He's like, don't touch it. You were always jealous of this lamp. Jealous of a plastic lake? Yes. Jealous because I won. Oh. It's true, though. She was jealous. I mean, it was ugly. I don't thing. think it was because she was jealous. It's because it's ugly. Yeah. See? That is the ugliest thing. I like thing. how See? the fishnet wrapped around it even, like, tore and broke. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, they're out of glue. He can't fix it. <laughs> You used up all that glue on purpose. Oh I think it's funny, like, he couldn't just go get more glue the <laughs> next day. It's funny, though. I wonder, because if this is being told from the 
son's perspective, like from the little kid's perspective, yeah. if this is just what he remembers, they said. Yeah. Because like, why would, would he say you were jealous of this? <laughs> and yeah. then like, you used all the glue on purpose. <laughs> yeah. Like, why would he say that? I didn't think of that. Like the things that they say might just be the kids, you know, interpretation. Oh, yeah. of. I think it totally is. He gets a glued back together and he puts the sh- lampshade on and it just crumbles all apart. Oh no. I never thought that it was... I always thought that, like, he was remembering the exact events of what really happened, you know? Yeah. (laughs) She was laughing. If this was really 1940, Uh. she'd be be going to sleep that night with a black guy. (laughs) I don't think think anybody would have tolerated this shit back then. Oh, my God. Yeah, he says later that night, alone in the backyard, he buried it next to the garage. (laughs) <laughs> I thought I heard the sound of taps being played. Oh my god. Too funny. Yeah. But like these scenes, like when they're walking to school here, it's just like, man, it's like, it's no. so like real. <laughs> like the neighborhood and everything. <laughs> the bullies. It's funny too, because like I always wonder, like the bullies catch them outside of the school. And I'm like, I'm like, were the bullies at school too? Or like, were, did the bullies just hang outside the school to like bully kids? <laughs> I, can't, no, I, can't wait silly. To, yeah, I can't wait to see the bullies all grown up in the sequel. <laughs> but um, yeah, they like, it's like literally the oldest school bullying shit. Like, I wonder if bullies actually <laughs> do this where they yank your arm behind your back and yank it up where still it hurts. Until you say uncle. Like, <laughs> that's just, like, so, like, old-timey comical. <laughs> oh. Mm. Yeah. A flick got a black guy from the bullies. But, yeah, like, he gets his grade back. And he opens up his little book, mm. C+. Plus. Oh, no, it can't be. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, she tur- <laughs> the teacher turns into a witch. <laughs> And then, of course, at the bottom of the page, P.S., you'll shoot your eye out. <laughs> uh, what? Which, like, I, I mean, I didn't, like, you know. My mother must have gotten to miss you. <laughs> yeah, and then his mom is there dressed as, like, a jester. <laughs> but I didn't really, like, ask for it for uh, Christmas or anything. I don't even know if I really even asked for it. Maybe I did. But I got a BB gun for, like, my ninth or 10th birthday. Do you still have it? Yeah, it's in the closet <laughs> in the hallway. Yeah. I used it a lot. I was a pretty good shot, actually. <laughs> I don't think I ever... I can't remember if there was ever, like, a thing that I really wanted that I asked my mom for. Yeah. I thought you were going to say I never really wanted a BB gun. Well, that I mean that was never in my in my world. <laughs> See, because I was surrounded by real guns. But um, yeah, yeah, maybe like Barbie stuff. I guess at one point I remember I had like a Barbie uh, phase. Yeah, like I always wanted like the clothes and like the accessories and the car and stuff like that, but. 
I don't think I ever got the car, but I did get like this cool thing that was like a closet, like a wardrobe thing, and it had little bar you could actually little hangers, and you can actually hang her clothes on there. That's that's cool. Yeah, I think for me it was like, for, I mean there was Star Wars stuff, but I just wanted anything Star Wars. It was like GI Joe. I wanted this jet plane, and I got it, the GI Joe jet plane, and then I got the base as well. That was like a big deal. Oh, he's a big. Like, couple Christmases. Yeah, the, the bully hits him right in the face with a snowball and it makes him cry, so they start making fun of him crying, so he actually, uh, Ralphie snaps and beats the crap out of uh, Scott Farkas, like bloodies his nose and everything. Oh, damn. Yeah, the little bully, he just, uh, he just punches him. With... I'm telling my dad. Yeah. <laughs> Bullies would be like that, too. It was funny. Mm-hmm. They're like, don't tell anybody. Don't tell. Don't tell. And then as soon as you do shit to them, they're like, I'm telling. I'm telling. <laughs> Always telling their older brother or something. That's funny. They're like, beat him up, beat him up. <laughs> yeah, all the kids in the neighborhood gather. Hit like, him, kill him. <laughs> yeah. Fame, dog, stinking bitch. <laughs> Enough with you, door kid. He's also, like, cussing up a storm, too, <laughs> while he's beating the cover. Hmm. He's been beating him a long time. Uh, face would be smashed in by now. Speaking in strange tongues. <laughs> yeah. I gotta say though, like I've seen it happen a few times, but generally bullies never really got their comeuppance like this in nope. real life. Nope, never. And like I think the thing that kind of like fucked up, fucked me up in the head worse about bullies, like growing up, like bullies at school and shit, like they're the biggest like asshole shit eaters, kiss asses. Like there would be a few like ones that would always be in trouble at school, so they wouldn't be well liked by the teachers, or whatever. But some of, like, the worst bullies, especially when you get into high school, like, all the football bullies and shit, mm. like, the teachers love them. And, like, if you were just, like, a regular kid who, like, did everything you're supposed to do and you're just trying to go to class and, you know, participate or whatever, like, <laughs> the teachers would ignore you and just, like, kiss ass to the bullies all day. It's weird, because, like, I, I never really had that experience. They just would never do anything, like... Yeah. Like, they were, like, the adults were afraid of the bullies, too. I mean, but it was kind of hard, because it's, like, whenever anything happened to me, it was always after school, so it was, Mm. like, it was off campus, usually, and, you know, it's, like, what could they do in that situation, you know? It's, like, I don't, and, like, it really had to be put in, into the hands of the parents, because... The yeah. parents had to be the one there literally watching you walk from the entrance to the school to the car or else somebody yeah. was going to, like, pick on you. And, I mean, that's pretty much what happened with me. Like, my mom was well-known in our school for coming up and, like, getting in the faces of the kids that, you know, that would do it. And I would be afraid to tell her who it was because it was, like, I mean, I know it sounds sounds stupid now, but I was embarrassed that she would do that. But now I'd be like, Mom, it's them. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I'd be like, because she wasn't, I mean, my mom's little, so it sounds yeah. worse than it is of her getting in their face, but like, yeah. she's like four feet tall, so it's yeah. like, it wasn't like she was this giant adult, like, hovering over a little kid, but like, you know, she would like, get in their face, and like, they people knew who my mom was after a certain point, because those stupid girls would never stop picking on me, it was like, jeez, like, Go get a life or something. Jeez, it was like... Yeah, know. like, I like I, I was in a pretty decent amount of fights as a kid, like, as a young kid, like, 
age 12 and under and like I was never afraid to really fight but it's like when you're like super young like it doesn't really matter like the worst that can happen is like a bloody nose and then eventually like it's it's weird it's like the more you fight the more you have to fight kind of weird thing Mm. and it's like so like I just stopped fighting for a while then like after a while like bully said something or something like i just wouldn't really care you know yeah. and but, but like that's kind of the wrong thing too because then it just gets out of hand and it just they, keep they get mad because you don't pay attention to them yeah and it's like they always want to like up it like if you let them get away with one thing they always want to up it in a notch so so i mean i because i mean you you lived in an actual city and you live you know and i lived in like a rural area where it's like school was 10 miles away so once i left school i didn't have to worry about bullies but so, like, the in-school bullying was, like, where it all had to be at for me. Like, the mm. bullies knew they had to get their shit in, either on the bus or nah. at the whatever. So, it was, like, yeah, just, like, I don't know. It's just really weird. It's, like, I feel like we, obviously, I, mean, I don't know what kids are going through now, but, um, in schools and all that. But, like, like, for me, it just, like, I think the last, like, bit of bullying I had was, like, probably, like, ninth grade. And then it was, like, I just hit a growth spurt, and I was, like, pretty much bigger than all... Somehow all the bullies stayed small, uh, probably because they were all fucking smoking and drinking and shit. But it's, like, yeah, so it's, like, I had, like, from 10th grade on, I had a few, like, mouth off to me and threaten me. But, like, eventually, like, I just started standing up to them verbally. And, like, there was a couple where, like, some shit got kind of physical, but not, like, full-out punches. Like, I really didn't have any full-out punching fights uh, in high school. It was just always the threat of violence, and then eventually, I, like, I realized they were bullshitters, and it kind of... But, like, yeah, it, it does suck as a kid when, like, you know, you're... Because, like, for me, like, my bullying situation, it was, like, I never had a problem one-on-one with a bully. It was always five-on-one, mm-hmm. and that is intimidating when you're a kid, but yeah. what can you do? It's weird, too, though, because it's, like... You hear so many stories of, like, kids getting bullied now. Like, you know, us as adults, we talk about it a lot. Yeah. Of, like, how we were bullied when we were younger. But, like, you never hear from the people who did the bullying. Yeah. Like, where are those people? Oh, also there. Like, there's so many of us, like, the people who got bullied. Like, where are the people who got, who did the bullying? Like, why don't they, like... Why don't you ever hear from yeah. them and hear them be like, oh, yeah, I used to kick the shit out of people when I was... I mean, I guess yeah, like, it's like... all proud about it. Yeah, like... Like I, like, I always had this thing in my head as a kid, and I'm sure it's probably not right, but, like, I just always thought, like, there was, like, bully people and non-bully people, yeah. and I thought the bully people would teach their kids to be bullies, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, if you want something that's life, you gotta fucking antagonize yeah. people nonstop, like, you know what I mean? Like, that just that's what it seemed like how the way the world worked, and then like the few times like like where like the the bullying would get found out at school or get told on or whatever exposed, like they never wanted to do anything. Like they would always claim that they talked to them. No. And then, but they never did anything. I always thought this was weird that Mickey Mouse is in the like the school. The, it's not school parade. It's the town Christmas <laughs> parade, and they have the Wizard of Oz monkeys and shit. Tin Man. And we, all that. Was it like he was trying to like harass her, <laughs> the Dorothy? Character? Yeah, I don't know. It was just like he was like just trying to go up there, and the monkeys were like, "No, no, no way!" <laughs> to Mickey Mouse. Like I was surprised that you like I don't think you could get away with that now, like with right shit. Fucking Disney <laughs> probably see you. But no, it was just weird. It was just like they would never do anything. The book bullies, they were just like if anything, they'd be like, "Hey, don't do that. Stop that." And then the bullies would get mad. I got so in trouble. They told me not to bully you anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's just like. 
You'll never get suspended, dude. They love you too much. Once it was hard, too, for me, because, like, a lot of the kids from my school lived in the projects. Like, we all came from the projects. Yeah. So, it's like, everybody knew where everybody lived. Yeah, <laughs> so, there was no it wasn't around. just bullying in school. It's like, yeah. they would follow you to your house, to, you know, where you lived, your apartment, yeah. whatever. And, like, so, it's like, that's why I was saying it's hard for them to control it when you're outside of school. Because it's yeah. like... They could do it there, too, and in that case, it becomes a legal thing, really, I guess. Yeah. Because I mean, <laughs> now they're harassing you at home. <laughs> yeah, that, I had a few people threaten to come to my house, but they never actually did. But, uh, like, what you're saying, like, yeah, that's, that is more intimidating. But the whole part that we missed, um, how he got in the fight, the mom actually, like, covered for him. Like, yeah, she let the dad like... know there was a fight, which I thought was interesting, that, like... She, she didn't get upset at him about it that she was kind of like oh it's just a fight you know boys will be boys and the dad was the one that was gonna starting to get like what there was a fight what what yeah what? he was all concerned <laughs> and there she's like no it's okay it wasn't a big deal and mm. then she distracted him with the packers game <laughs> yeah but yeah it, it's it's kind of interesting but that's what's so great about this movie honestly that's why bob clark was a great film director was um he knew how to exaggerate and go over the top with the comedy aspects of it. But he also knew, like, the little character moments and nuances. Like, mm. that's what makes this, like, actually, like, a, even though it's a comedy, really. It's endearing. Yeah, yeah. just really a great, well-rounded film. Here's another famous scene. Yeah, when they go see Santa. <laughs> it's like the thing of getting back to the line. And the, the line's, like, super long. Wow, those lamps are nice, actually. <laughs> yeah. Like, like this was, like, the way they have the Santa Mountain that they built, which I always say, like, I don't know, maybe some department store would do this, but, like, this was always the coolest thing to me. This kid with the aviator goggles on that's just, like, a goober, like, hey. <laughs> he's like, I like Santa. Yeah. But I noticed that, uh, I think it was the Schwartz kid, he's also wearing goggles. Yeah, he? Might have been a popular thing back then. Or he had him on his forehead, but yeah, he had him on his uh, head thing too. I like how the witch for the parade comes by, and like trying to interact with him. He's like, "Don't bother me. I'm waiting to see." Santa. I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I like the. Wizard I like the wizard. Well. He's just like, yeah. It's funny how like, you know, his character seems like super nerdy and like with his big giant coke bottle glasses yeah but he's the one that's like yeah you're a weirdo <laughs> to this <Yeah>. kid <laughs> i like how this kid like gets up on santa's lap and then like they kind of make it seem like he peed on him or whatever <laughs> but yeah like i thought this they did have some pretty elaborate like walkthrough santa things that i would go to as a kid but nothing like this mountain Wait, i thought get, this, get with the big slide i thought this was so cool <laughs> he likes throwing them down the slide yeah, like, the, the people that play the elves and stuff, like, they're so rude. They're like, come on, kid. Like, they, like the voice acting of the Santa Claus scene between the elves and Santa, like, it's almost like cartoon voice acting. It doesn't even seem like real people acting and having these voices. It's crazy. Yeah, the store's closing, <laughs> so everybody. And then the kid that was, like, all goobery. Oh, my He God. gets on Santa's lap and he just starts screaming. <laughs> and they just oh throw him down God. the chute to get rid of him. When Rainy gets dragged up there. <laughs> I like, too, how they do those shots where it's kind of, like, from the kid's perspective. Mm -hmm. It's, like, all scary looking. <laughs> no. He almost... Ah! Rainy cries, too. 
Which, which I gotta say, like, like unless it was something I forgot, like I don't think I ever cried for Santa. <laughs> I was never freaked out for Santa as a kid. Were you? Did you ever get to go and meet Santa and get freaked out? I don't think I was scared that I know of that I remember. There was a lot of shit that really scared people as kids that I was never scared of. I was never scared of Santa. I was never scared of, like, my dad would take me to the circus every year. I was never scared of the clowns. Like, I never even knew that thing that clowns are supposed to be scary until later. Did you see see the Easter Bunny? You know, they didn't really have that. I think I might have seen, like, one time at, like, one place. But going to see the Easter Bunny at the mall really wasn't a thing when I was little. Mm. Yeah, we had that. I'm so afraid for those people with those hats and the bells that the bells are going to hit their teeth when they talk. I know. But yeah, it's, it's like the thing of like, what do you call it? Uh, like stage fright? Like, is basically what happens to Ralph here when he gets on Santa's <laughs> lap. And all he wants to do is say like the BB gun, but he's just like, his mind goes blank. Mm-hmm. And the kid's like, and the, or no, I'm sorry, the Santa's like, oh, what do you want? A nice football? And he's like, yeah, what a football. And he thinks that's the worst gift ever. <laughs> yeah. He's like, okay, get him out here. And then they go to throw him down the slide, and he stops him. And he, like, this is another great thing that was always on the commercials and trailers and mm-hmm. shit. Where he's like, he, he <laughs> oh yells God. out all this, he climbs back up and he yells out all the specifics of the Red Rider carbine action 200-shot range model air rifle. And that face. Yeah. You should try out, kid. Oh. Yeah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> And he gives him the boot no. to the face. That's like so classic right there. And he slides <laughs> down. He's like, no. <laughs> and that guy's voice is so great. The Santa Claus. He's like, you should try out, kid. Like, it's so cartoony. <laughs> That's the famous one. Yeah. Dang, those f- characters are all over the place. I know. I think it's so weird that they have Wizard of Oz as like in the Christmas parade. <laughs> I think Wizard of Oz was just like Star Wars back then. <laughs> Which I, I can't remember exact year Wizard of Oz came out. I thought Wizard of Oz came out like 1939 or something. I could be wrong. So it might have just been like that was the big movie at the time. <laughs> but you had a funny thing with the voice of the Santa when he says you shoot your eye out. Mm. You always thought that was what? I don't know. Like I, the way I always heard it in my brain was just like, you shoot your eye out. Like just real obnoxious yeah. and annoying. But you thought it was the dad who said that. Oh, line. yeah, yeah. I thought it was, like, that's that was one of the things where, like, I thought it was the dad that was saying that. Yeah. And it turned out, like, the exact opposite. It was, like, everybody but the dad was saying it. Yeah. Uh, th- this is, like, a real old-timey Christmas tree because it's got them big, fat lights on it. You know what? Them. I was so excited to see all those icicles on there because when i was little we always had icicles like that on ours and like i remember we would always make it a point to buy those and like ever since i used to do that with my mom when when i was little i've never seen anybody use those ever i've never seen it on a tv tree on a tv show in a movie nothing i have never seen those icicles i'm curious if they even sell them anymore probably not because everybody's so weird about the environment but like (laughs) We had them, and I, and I remember I never really put them on. My mom would always put them on, and um, it would, like, take a long time to do it. But, I mean, mm-hmm. she, ours was never, like, as covered as, like, this one is in the movie. Yeah. Like, we'd have kind of, like, strings around them. Like, for, like this is, like, every branch is covered with them. But, um, yeah, like, it's weird how, like, that, like, was a thing at one time, and then it wasn't. You know what I mean? <laughs> I couldn't believe it when I saw them on this one. I was like, what? <laughs> 
But it would be a pain in the ass to get off the tree afterwards. It's but, still crooked. Yeah, but like, you know, because we had an art, artificial tree. Like, oh, My mom yeah. would have to take the time to get them off. And like, but I'm pretty sure like we would just uh, put it in a take bag. Them off? Yeah, like I'm pretty sure my mom would just like take them off and put them back. Like, I think we use the same tinsel like, really? every year. Oh yeah. my God. It wasn't like we just threw it away or whatever and bought more. Yikes. <laughs> That's funny. Dang. Mm. But but again, we didn't use like tons of it. We didn't cover the entire tree in it. Yeah, ours wasn't cr- crazy covered like that either. But like, yeah, it was so like I thought it was so cool seeing that on a tree because I've never seen it anywhere else except for my house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just love this like soft photography of this movie. Like everything's so beautiful looking at. It. <laughs> so how 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 did uh, this uh, Christmas movie? A Christmas story uh, measure up to the the newest Christmas movie we saw last night, oh, Violent Night. <laughs> it's not even in the same uh, category. It's not in the same category. <laughs> I mean, Violent Night. It turned into like a you know sweet movie in the end. I mean, it's yeah. a rated R movie. It's, it was as sweet as a rated R movie could get. But look how cool that looks. Yeah, like that's like real. I mean, I guess they could have sprayed it like with water and made it happen. But like, yeah, that's like what. That's what stuff looked like when I was a kid in the snow. And, like, this whole town, how you just see everything, like, like you know, out the window across the way. You know, it's funny because, like, how I was saying, like, I, you know, born and raised in California. Like, I never saw anything like that before. So when we went to go visit your mom in Cincinnati or ish area, Indiana, um... That was the first time I'd ever seen anything like that in my life. Like, I'd seen snow before. I went to a cabin with a friend. But, like, you know, a legit winter kind of thing. A winter wonderland. Yeah, like, I remember, like, outside of... Because, I mean, a cabin, you kind of expect snow because it's in the mountains, you know? But, like, to go where somebody just lived every day and, like, see that that was like that. I remember, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, it was so crazy seeing that. (laughs) And, like, this is life. (laughs) This is how it is every day now because it's wintertime. Yeah, like, I always loved snow when I was a kid when we lived in Cincinnati. But, like, it was another thing that, like, when we moved to Indiana and, like, the yards were bigger and you saw Mm -hmm. the fields. Well, especially because that field is next to your mom's house. So it was, like, just, like, a giant field of white. It was so crazy. And then, like, everywhere we went, it was, like, slushy everywhere like that. And there was, like, snow and just signs of it everywhere. It was so... It was such a weird, like, experience for me. It was a new experience for me. I know. I felt so bad when you slipped on the ice in the driveway. <laughs> well, I wasn't. I couldn't be helped. Yeah. I'm clumsy. And it's and it's icy. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to walk on. It's slippery. Uh, if you don't I've... know what to expect. Yeah. But, um... But, yeah, like, I recommend Violet Night just... If you go see it at the movies, don't be afraid to be about 20 minutes late. <laughs> first 20 minutes, it's like uh, it's like a fetish of puke and piss nonstop. And misery. Yeah, and just asshole people. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and obviously this is a great moment. I mean, this, this is what you should do in a, a Christmas-type movie is, uh, you know, really, like, depict, like, what it's like. Like, the way the kids are ripping over the presents and everything. It's so fun. We never. I mean, we were never like that. We always did it one at a time. Like, we always let everybody open a gift one at a time, like, so we could all, like, see what they were opening and stuff. Yeah. We never, like, had a free-for-all, like, everybody open your shit now. (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard for me to say because I was the only child, so it was just me, my dad, and my mom, and like, yeah, we would take turns, but like, because most of the shit was for me. Yeah. Like, a big chunk of it would just be me opening this. And opening yeah. That. Yeah, and this is another thing, another famous thing that's been <laughs> merchandised where you can wear these fucking things. The now. dad is like, oh god, the he feels bun- sorry for it. Yeah, the bunny rabbit <laughs> pajamas that Aunt Clara made them. Oh. <laughs> It's so interesting, like, throughout the movie, the different times that, like, the mom will kind of back him up, and then other times the dad kind of backs him up. Like, that's yeah. cool. I like seeing that. Yeah. I always thought this was interesting how it was, like, it looks like a, I always thought it was a jack box but I think it's just a little box that they hid in the Christmas tree for the kids. <laughs> There's a lot of presents there. Uh, here's, like, oh, a joke. Oh. The bowling ball, she, she just drops in his lap, <laughs> crushes balls. Think so. he, and then his voice he is high pitched. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know where that came from of having that know. done to you when you get hit there. It's such classic uh, screwball comedy. It's a blue ball. <laughs> Randy and his Zeppelin. That's like his favorite thing that he got this this year. This year. Now you were saying too, like it's so awesome how they have the dishes of candy on the table. Yeah, isn't there like a big giant? Uh... Yeah, oh I just showed it for a second. Yeah, he comes down the stairs in the pink bunny, <laughs> which is just like the dad is mortified. <laughs> yeah, Ugh. how he says his feet begin to sweat within two seconds. <laughs> oh my god! Like I can't. I mean, I get it. It's the fun of the movie. It's the spirit of the movie. But I can't believe like like who knows how much people pay to get these things now and wear these. <laughs> I always thought, too, like, the even though it's supposed to be Pink Bunny with the ears, like, it kind of looks like pig ears on the top, too. Yeah, like, they have two giant dishes of candy. Yeah, just chocolate. All that chocolate. Yeah. Even Randy's laughing at him. He looks so stupid. <laughs> he looks like a deranged Easter bunny. <laughs> yeah. He does, too. <laughs> what's, what's the pink nightmare? What's funny is that the mom loves it. Are you happy wearing that? <laughs> yeah. See, this is like a time where the dad sticks up for him. Yeah. He's like, you want to take it off? Okay, take it off. And they're like, oh, we'll just wear it. That's cool. They got, like, a really awesome Boris Carla Frankenstein mask. <laughs> they got some cool shit. Little Raggedy Andy doll. I had a big one of those as a kid. <laughs> got one of those little... Mm, look at that chocolate. Oh, my gosh. Um, which I haven't eaten all day. We're going to have to uh, <laughs> eat right after this. But uh, That's funny. Yeah. He says, you want a drink? And he says, okay. <laughs> yeah, they're drinking, like, brandy or whatever. It, it, I mean, again, it's like, there is a, you know, other than seeing bits and pieces of this, because I, I really legitimately probably watched this 20 or 30 times on cable as a kid, when it was like fairly new. This is the, the moment. That's like, that really like, grabs the heartstrings. <laughs> yeah. Where, like, he opens all this shit, and he's disappointed, and he didn't get the BB gun. One, he asks him, like, did you get everything you want? He's like, yeah, I guess. I'm like, oh, maybe next year. And then he pretends, like, wait a minute, like. Yeah. It's just so, like. And it's it's just obvious, too, how, how the mom's like, what is that over there? What did you put over? Because he tells him, like, there's one more present over in the corner there behind the desk. And it's just obvious that the dad got it without telling the mom, mm-hmm. and he hit it. Like, it's just so sweet. I love the wrapping on that. Yeah. It's so pretty. Yeah, that red foil wrapping. Like, this moment where he's so excited to open it, it's like, man, it's like, it, there are mm. so many memories like that as a kid. 
And mom's all worried. That is a really nice BB gun, though, the way the stock is all <laughs> inscribed, carved. Mm. Yeah, and then the thing about it, you know how to load it, how you always open that little thing. and mm -hmm. that, Just like that little thing of BBs here, that's exactly what I had, too. Daisy <laughs> BBs. You put them in there. How do they not fall out when you put them in? Yeah, like, they, I don't think they're really showing them right, because it's, um... You mean how they don't, like, all spill out? Yeah. You just have to do it, like, super slow. And then the mom is watching him explain it, and she even... She gets it now. Yeah. Which I gotta say, as long as your kid's smart and they don't point it at any people or animals or anything, like, they're really not that dangerous. Honestly. Yeah, but look what happened to him. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, uh... But, maybe, <laughs> look at him. Like with mine, I like I got like Except packs the of dogs. <laughs> paper targets, and you just you know tack them up on trees. You'd be fine. Oh God. Yeah, th this this is like looks so delicious. Uh, they start talking about how the dad is a turkey addict, and like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah, he just tears off a tiny piece and eats it. And she's like, No, go away, go away. It's not done yet. You know, you'll get sick. Yeah, so here he is with the with the the famous uh, BB gun. Everybody's saying he'll shoot your eye out, and that's what he hates. He's got the target up on a tin sign. So his first shot with the gun, what happens? Oh, uh, he hit no. the target and it bounced oh. back. <laughs> I shot my eye out. Yeah. I shot your eye out, kid. <laughs> I think we have a visit from a Christmas skunk. Oh, great. Good thing the movie's almost over and we'll be able to run away, but for the next 10 minutes or so... <laughs> I thought uh, I started smelling Yeah, them. listeners, we will be uh, suffering through skunks. We should say we... Really, this whole town is plagued by it, but we mm. live by some wood, so every now and then we'll have a skunk get attacked nearby and shoot off or get run over in the road. But yeah, <laughs> man, it's getting real skunky already. Nope. <laughs> oh, he got busted Dang, trying to get he got turkey. so scared. <laughs> Yeah. That was funny. And then, like, he would have got, Ralphie would have got away with it if he just would have found his glasses, like, fell off. And then but it, crunched Instead, off. he couldn't see and he stepped on them. Oh. Pulverized. Pulverized. <laughs> so now he's, now he's got to think up this whole story about how an icicle came down and hit him. Because, <laughs> you know, he can't admit what happened with the BB gun. He'll <laughs> take it away. And obviously, too, it's like, you know, that shit of, like, when people tell you stuff when you're a kid that you don't want to hear. And then it ends up being true and you just hate it. You know, it's funny because, like, I thought it was the glasses that magnified his eyes. He's just got really big eyes. Yeah. I whipped up some tears. <laughs> yeah. And, like, the way the mom finds him sitting in the snow crying. It's so sad. <laughs> Yeah. Icicle <laughs> fell off the garage. And <laughs> Which, like, I always hear that. I wonder if that really happens to people. <laughs> Just read your funnies. It's all right. He said okay. <laughs> yeah. I like Randy's just sleeping in the presence. Because I remember when I was a kid, I would get up super early because you'd be so excited. <laughs> you make your parents get up early. <laughs> I try to get out of the way, but... Oh. <laughs> He has a little bump on his cheek where the BB hit him. Mm -hmm. 
bicycles have been known to kill people. <laughs> oh. oh, the turkey. This is great how he's creeping up on it. He just wants to slide off. So he's like, what's happening up there? And she said, you stay away from that turkey. Oh. Bust it again. It's got an hour to cook. You'll get worms. Ugh. Boom. He got a little tiny piece. And then this is probably, the, like, out of all this stuff, because, you know, a big part of this movie is all about the, uh, the build-up and the anticipation. <laughs> oh, he breaks fourth wall, oh. Ferris Bueller. <laughs> oh, what's his name? John Hughes was probably watching this. But, um... That's the second time he's done it. Oh, is it? Because the first time he did it when he was blind. Oh, yeah. When he right. smiled afterwards. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, this is probably, you know, everything about this movie is about build-up, anticipation, and stuff being, like, a letdown. I gotta say, like, as an adult, this Ugh. is the thing, like, I sympathize with the most. Is that the dad loves the turkey so much, and then all the oh. hillbilly dogs get in the house somehow and go eat the turkey and tear it apart. Oh, my God. So horrible. Little turkey. Oh. And, like, this is, this Those dogs like, are rabid. Shot. Yeah, the dog's really fighting over that shit. Oh my god. And then Custley kind of like afterwards, uh, a second later, they're all eating it, torn apart. Terrible. Like, look at the back door, how like torn apart it is. Like, they really, <laughs> those hillbilly dogs. I love he's like that. Son of a bitch has bump assist. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, this is like devastating to watch now <laughs> as an adult. Because it's like when you have your holidays, like one of the things you look forward to is the food, and it's like. Yeah. Uh, that's like ruined. the main thing when and he adult. was so excited for it yeah it's probably the only uh, time of year he gets to turkey no turkey sandwiches no turkey salad yeah turkey does look uh, kind of raw still I gotta say well she said it wasn't done yet yeah mm. I like how Ralph he, had, he was crying so he had the rag and I used to give her the rag <laughs> but you know it's it's like this is kind of like one of those stories yeah. almost of like the Christmas where like everything went wrong, but like it still was great. Like yeah. that's kind of like the moral of the story, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's all about the family and stuff. And it's, <laughs> of course, you know, they the have no food, so they have to go to the, part of the, movie. <laughs> the Chinese restaurant and the, the guys working at the restaurant singing the Christmas carols and... The guy that works there is trying to tell him, like, no, say it the right way. You're saying, you know, they're singing the thing the wrong way. Wrong pronunciation. But, yeah. they can't say L's. Yeah. They're saying it with R's. Which, like, that became kind of like a stereotype joke throughout mm-hmm. the 80s and 90s. And I wonder if it all was kind of traced back to this uh, movie. Eh, I'm sure it's, it's a long, old no thing. thing from now. Yeah. I'm sure it got it came it was created here in the United States when all the Chinese workers started working the railroads here. But I love this scene because it's, it all takes place the way it's filmed. It's all filmed through the wind the front window of the <laughs> restaurant, laughing. and it's like all one take, and it's just great. Like everybody's performance from from beginning is great, and then the guy comes down and brings the the duck Whoa. for them to eat, and the mom's <laughs> like, because it has the head on it. Mom's like, oh, the head. And then he's like, oh, it's okay, yeah. And he just chops it off all hard. And then they all start laughing even oh, more. Oh, my God. This is just a great way to end the movie. Oh. Yeah. It's what? smiling at me. Yeah. It is creepy looking, I gotta say. <laughs> I know. Oh. Oh, he chopped it off. He's like, okay, yeah. It's good now. 
Even yeah. the little, the young, the little brother, even yeah. he's like yeah. acting along with what's happening. He's then, like, yay, food. <laughs> and then they start bringing all the bowls of rice, all the side <laughs> dishes. For once, he actually wants to eat. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe that was the secret. They just had to take him to Chinese. <laughs> And I love the way this ends where it cuts the nighttime and it's snowing outside and the parents are kind of snuggling. You know, like, I always liked that as a kid sitting there at nighttime and turning all the lights out, just looking at the the lights on the Christmas tree and everything. I have to say, that's one thing, too, like, aside from the Christmas tree, but, like, one thing, too, that I realized on that trip to your mom's was, like, how like bright it is when there's snow like it's like daylight at night it's It's so crazy and then when we moved here like yeah the couple of times a few times we've gotten snow it's so crazy how bright it is it's so like you're in like a planet where like it never turns dark it's so crazy i know because it's already fucking light but it's like a there's like a joy to it. It's like a like how they were calm and looking out there, you know. Like yeah. it's it's so like soothing. It's weird. It's serene. Yeah. It's a brightness because usually when it's all sunny, we're like ah! like ooh, like we hate the sun, but that luminescence is like so like ah like yeah. it, it feels good. It's just the uh, <laughs> it's like the perfect ending to the movie. Like the calmness of Christmas night. Like everything's done. All the hustle and bustle's done. And the world is quiet. Like, I mean, it's different now because everything doesn't shut down for Christmas. But I remember when I was a kid, everything shut down for Christmas. And the parents just relaxing by the tree. And then the kids sleeping with their presents in their hands. Mm. And then there's the ending shot of just the house while the credits roll. It's like, it really is. Like, it's weird. Like, for all, like, the the -the over-the-top humor and shit that's in it. And just the kind of nostalgia of being a kid and stuff. But it's like, this really is kind of the perfect Christmas movie, or at least one of the perfect Christmas movies, because, like, when you watch it, like, there's so many things that you get nostalgic for, of like, just, not just being a kid, but just Christmas in general. hmm yeah. yeah. But, yeah, it's awesome. Bob Clark was an awesome director. <laughs> it sucks that he no, he's no longer with us. Um, but, yeah, yeah, like... Like, I, like, it's usually Black Christmas I watch every year, but, like, yeah, like, I'm gonna try to at least watch it rotate between Christmas Story and Black Christmas every year, because it's, like... Well, now I don't have to avoid this when it's on TV now, too. Yeah. <laughs> I can actually put it on, because that's kind of been one of the things I've been doing since the month started, is, like, like, for the longest time, I was avoiding all the channels playing all the, like, Christmas movies, because, like... It wasn't Christmas yet to me. Like once, I mean, to me, November means something different than December. So, cause yeah, you know, it's like it's not Christmas yet to me in November. So, like, yeah, once the December hit, like I kept, I've been having every time I have the TV on and I'm not necessarily watching it, I always make sure it's on a Christmas movie of some sort, even if it's a cheesy TV Christmas movie. Yeah, but like, or sometimes I don't really like putting on the. Like the real movies, because they're always with commercials. So I'm yeah. kind of like, what's the point? It's usually usually going to be on a commercial. Yeah. But um, yeah, they've obviously been playing this one a lot because they always want some channel always plays it. You know, every year, all the time. Yeah, it's usually like TNT or TBS, but I know there's other ones doing it now too. I think Freeform has it now or something. Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember, but 
Um, yeah, so, like, now I don't have to, like, avoid this one anymore. Now I can have it on, too, and <laughs> have it be one of the ones that's just randomly on the TV. Christmas story from MGM UA Entertainment. Ooh, MGM. Rest in peace, beautiful baby lion. Cover City, woo! But, yeah, I mean, obviously this is a classic. I love it because I grew up with it, but the... What would you no, say? No, jeez. I know, now we get the red screen to death. <laughs> But, uh, did this movie live up to the hype, do you think? I don't know, it's weird, because, like, I was saying, like, I had a different impression of what it was. Like, I never was under the impression that it was, like, a sweet, endearing movie. Like, yeah. I always thought it was, it was like, like... rude, crude, like... Yeah, because, like, I have a thing where, like, I kind of categorize some movies as boy movies, which yeah. it just really means, like... Something really, uh, you know, only boys would like, you know, yeah. which isn't a bad thing. I always have to put that on there. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying it. Obviously, a girl would not be into it for, you know, because it's directed more towards a male audience. So you, what you're saying is you're not necessarily the target audience for the MCU. <laughs> but like, yeah, like I totally thought that this was that kind of movie. Like, yeah. And like, I just... Yeah, I don't know. I just had the impression that it was one of those more kind of like raunchy comedy kind of movies. Like, it was totally different from what I thought yeah. it was. Like, I again, like I thought the dad was going to be like, you know, this loud kind of obnoxious, rude guy. Yeah. And like, I didn't even, I never even saw anything about the mom before. Like, I didn't even know that there was like, I mean, obviously there had to have been a mom. But yeah. like, I just kind of always thought she was one of the characters that was just always telling her, you're going to shoot your eye out. You know, yeah. like, she never seemed important because I never really saw anything with her. And, like, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of thought it was that kind of movie. And then, like, once we watched it, I was like, oh, man, that was totally different from what I thought it was. It was so yeah. sweet. And, like, I love the little boy. Like, and, like, him, too. Like, the only thing I ever saw of him was just that shot of him falling down the slide and him looking into the camera. Yeah. It was like, that was all I really ever, just the shots of him always looking up with those big glasses and those eyes. Like, he just kind of seemed, like, empty-headed, because they would always kind of show him looking like he was, like, confused Dazed, or yeah. dumb. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I just never had any idea of what it was really like. And so, yeah, I don't know. It just, it, I understand, like, how you were saying, like, I understand why it's lasted this long. Yeah, like, it really, I mean, it's just really great. I mean, it's just such a sweet movie, and it's so well made. And it's, it, it's just one of those things, I think that's what makes a movie, no matter what type of movie is, uh, the test of time is, like, do you remember th bits and pieces of it? And it's no. just, like, obviously there's, like, a million different parts of this movie people hold on to today, you know? And I, really what I enjoy about it personally is that, like, the mom is, she's not bitchy, she's not yeah. a miserable house mom, you know, she's not miserable in her marriage, she doesn't dislike her kids, she she never shows yeah. that she dislikes them, you know, and then the dad is like, you know, just, a, you know, can tell he's a working man who likes to do things for his family, and 
just kind of is enjoying his prize of his lamp because he, you know, yeah. kind of, you could tell it's like he enjoys it so much because he works so hard kind of thing. Yeah. That he's like any little kind of happiness he gets happy about because yeah. life is hard, you know. So it's like that and then he's not like harsh with the kids or anything. Uh. And then the kids, like, they're not smart asses. No, they don't they're not know it alls. Yeah. Like, none of the kids are like that. Not even the, not even any of his friends. Like, yeah. they aren't better than the adults. Like, they're not trying to outwit them. Yeah. yeah. Like, to me, that there was never a moment where I was like, oh, fuck this kid. You know, like, it was never off putting. Yeah. Or I'm, I, there was never any character where I was like, like, fuck this movie because this person sucks. You know, like, yeah. That is not the experience I have now with movies with younger kids in it. I a lot of the time I can't stand a lot of the characters in movies yeah. with like kids kind of young teens or whatever like so there's always something about it where I'm kind of like ugh whatever. But like yeah, there was none of that in this. So I think that's what makes it like long lasting cuz it's like like, say you and I were parents, you know? Mm-hmm. We would enjoy it probably because the little kids aren't little assholes, you know? Yeah. Like, or, like, as a young kid, like, they, a young kid would enjoy it because they, like you said, you had a lot of memories of when you would open presents and be so amazed at yeah. what you pulled out and stuff. And that's the thing that little kids still, you know? Yeah. Well, I would like to think that they would still. yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, it's just like things like that. Like somebody of every age can take something away from this movie. And yeah. I think that's what makes it last so long. And it doesn't matter what decade you're in. It doesn't matter Mm-mm. how much time passes since the movie was made. Somebody can still relate to it in some way. And yeah. it's just like, I think <laughs> that's what makes a movie last. And for whatever reason, that's just not part of filmmaking anymore. Yeah, that's weird. Now films need to be very much made in today's style, today's yeah. way, the way today's culture is. Like it's, it's very much like that. And I wouldn't say like that movie, this movie, it wasn't made in the way of like. Well, first it was made in the eighties, about the forties. So it's yeah. like it's not like it was made in today's way culture, you know, of the time. Yeah. But it was very, you know, it was it was very perfect. Yeah, you know, it wasn't. Like you were saying, like, oh, she would never be able to get away with that because she would be going to bed with a black eye. You know, yeah. probably. Yeah. You know, but, I mean, they didn't depict that because they were trying to make a very kind of happy, perfect, you know, yeah. movie and situation. So it's like, sometimes you just want that. You just want a movie where everything goes right, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, Or you want a movie where it... Maybe it doesn't go right at first, because, like, him, he was struggling so hard to, like, get everybody to accept getting him that gift, and everybody wasn't. And it's, like, in the end, he did, and it, 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 like, it earned that ending, you know? So it's, like, to me, it was worth it, like, the little struggle that he had of, like, trying to get get that present... But it was, like, nothing that was, like, miserable. (laughs) There was nothing super miserable that happened to him before he got it. It's nice. It's really honestly nice to to be able to watch a movie where, like, every single moment, every single scene, every single whatever is just based around telling a story and entertainment. And there's, like, no shit about, like, teaching you a lesson. Like, Like, we don't need big Hollywood teaching us a lesson. Like, there's, like, none of that, like, 
looking like nobody's being looked down upon it's just like it just is what it is you know and i think i would say too there were even parts in it where like it was very thoughtful in that even the parents were like doing things to consider like what the kid was feeling because like the way the mom tasted the soap like she was like what is it like anyways you know like so she did it herself and she was like oh you know like it was just so thoughtful in that everybody was like thinking of each other you yeah. know like because i was gonna say like what was so annoying about violent night was just like how terrible all the people were yeah and then by the end like they like you know they weren't as terrible like yeah. they were glad that you know whatever and like i mean honestly that's exactly the opposite of this yeah like the but, way but that's how every holiday movie is now it's yeah. like you know we're really a shitty family everybody's right? miserable yeah. and i mean <laughs> i get it I mean, you know, especially within the last few years, Christmases have been pretty shitty for us, like, the last couple of years. So I get it. It's Life is not always perfect, but that's why I want a movie where things are good and happy, (laughs) because I don't want to see a movie that reminds me of how hard and shitty, like, the holidays have been, you know? But it's like everyone, (laughs) like, even a couple years ago, like, even, like, Krampus was just, like, the in-laws come, and they're terrible, and they hate them, and they're, like, whatever, and they're hicks, and they're hillbillies, and they don't get along, and they tease the guy. And again, like, I understand not all families love the shit out of each other, because... Again, I understand that personally. Like, yeah. I don't really, I don't like family gatherings for various reasons, <laughs> you know? Like, so it's like, because it's hard to be around people. So it's like, I get it. I get that there's hard and awkward shit of the holidays. And those movies exist. Fine, yeah. make those movies, do that. Oh, the, but the, it doesn't the, have to be every freaking movie. It's like, can we yeah. just have some happy take, holiday take movies? Like, dang. Yeah. Yeah, like, at least some. Like, it doesn't have to be every single thing. But it's like, yeah, every movie that we've tried to give a chance to, when it comes around the holidays, like, new movies that come out, it's like, we've had such a hard time because we just, we come out of it, like, in such a bad mood because we're like, oh, my God, those people were so unlikable. It's like, jeez. It's just like how many times, like, I get that's a that's a movie, that's a version of it you, you can do. Yeah. But why does it have to be every time Everyone. for fucking 30 years straight? Yeah. But yeah, that's why I love A Christmas Story. It's just, it's so weird. Like, it just kind of dawned on me because it's like, oh, they're always listening to radio. It's like, this movie takes place even at a time before there was even TV. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so, mm-hmm. you know, such a different time. But yeah, so uh, I hope you guys like listening along with us. I hope you guys, <laughs> uh, if you're not a fan of this film or haven't seen it or whatever, I hope you finally give it a chance. Because, like, there's, there's tons of holiday movies like Home Alone, Elf. That I never would have watched just because I'm like, they're so overhyped, they can't be good. Like, they yeah. they can't possibly be be as good. And I feel like this is probably one of those movies where I'm sure a lot of people are like, you know, probably it was before their time or they just never saw it. That it was like, oh, uh, people rave about this and I'll tell you, it can't be that good. But it's like... That's kind of how I was with this one. Yeah. Because it was just... I mean, it's existed literally almost since I was born. So it's like, you know, like, yeah, it's had that reputation this whole time. So I was always just kind of like, man, whatever. But now that I'm growing into my senior years. (laughs) Now that I'm at the ripe old age of 40. (laughs) Like now I crave those kind of, you know, well, just in general, I just enjoy, you know, old cinema more than I do modern cinema anyway so 
I I I'm more willing to give older movies a chance, which is really all you really watch or have. So I mean, it's yeah, not I mean, like we'll watch new stuff, but but I mean that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, we're like... usually like, do you want to watch this? Okay. <laughs> But it, like, it, like, it's well, like we'll whatever, give it a chance. <laughs> whatever it was, like forty five percent less movies came out this year. Mm. It's like there's hardly any movies anymore. Yeah. So you kind of gotta watch shit if you want to watch stuff all the time. But yeah. watch old stuff. But yeah, so I mean that's it. We hope you're having a good holiday season, whether you celebrate or not. At least at the bare minimum, it's the end of the year. You know, most places it's it's cold. Uh, just try to hang in there, relax, have fun. We're assuming that since you're listening to this and you watch this movie that you love the holidays or like the holidays and are having fun with this. So, (laughs) um, you're probably not a bah humbug person if you're watching this or listening to this. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, whatever you celebrate, uh, whether you do eight nights of Hanukkah or you do Kwanzaa Mm -hmm. or you do Christmas, it's not really... Like, that's the thing, too, is a Christmas story really isn't really about Christmas, Christmas. It's not about religious Christmas. It's about just the spirit of the, the magic of uh, holiday season and believing and getting excited. and With your family. Yeah, just... Get... Having those experiences with your family. I think, really, probably the best scene that kind of depicts the heart of this movie, aside from the mom and dad at the end, but just with the whole family as a whole was when they were standing and watching the parade together yeah and like having that you know kind of moment of being out and doing something you know holiday-ish and they were all standing watching the parade and being happy like i think that's really what the spirit of the movie is is just that you know good times yeah yeah and appreciating what you have yeah so yeah so in that spirit we want to thank you guys for listening uh you know, we hope you're doing well, and uh, we'll sketch you here next time in the movie graveyard. You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows, visit electronicmediacollective.com.